This podcast of the Model Health Show is presented to you by Sean Stevenson with Rare Gym Productions. For more information, visit the SeanStevensonModel.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson here with my amazing, talented, gifted, beautiful, audacious. What? co-host and producer of the Model Health Show, Miss Jade Harrell. And I need some drums for what's, that. What's up, Jade? What's up, Sean? How are you today? Today I'm fensational. Fensational? Mm-hmm. What is this about? Phenomenally sensational today. Ooh, I like it. I like it. When you said fin, I didn't know if it was going to be the, <laughs> the pH version. I didn't know if it was a dolphin thing or whatever. Yeah. I like it, though. I had to guide you back into the I light. Like it. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, thank, thank you. you so much for tuning into the show today. We've got a very, very, very special episode today, and we're going to be talking about some things that are just going to going to blow your mind, okay. basically. We're just going to blow your mind. Bring it. And then rebuild it, it yes. from scratch. That's how we do it. Right? And just mm-hmm. a paradigm-shifting episode today. And a very special guest, very special uh, person in my life. I've learned a lot from personally. Mm. So it's going to get so good. <laughs> Are you ready for this? I am. But <laughs> well, first, let's give a quick shout out to our very important mm. show sponsor, yes. onit.com. So thankful. Head over to onnit.com forward slash model, and you're going to get 10% off. They're going to give you 10% off all of their health and human performance supplements just yesterday. Mm-hmm. All right, I got busy. <laughs> I put my I put the workout <laughs> I did on Snapchat <laughs> and, and on uh, Instagram. I put together a little video for it, and people just like, I'm I'm tired just okay, looking at right, this, right. bro. <laughs> I got to step my game up. All these incredible comments I and just it. people showing love, though. But mm-hmm. I use this pre-workout every time out of the gate because it doesn't give me any weird spikes and right. crashes. It's based on earth-grown nutrients. So the basis of the formula is from cordyceps mushroom, mm-hmm. which has thousands of years of documented history and use, but today clinically proven to increase oxygenation and just delivering more oxygen to your blood, making sure that you're more insulin sensitive. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be sensitive? Yes, you must. Not resistant? <laughs> right. All right. So, but there's a really great study uh, that they did with Chinese athletes, mm-hmm. all right? So Olympic athletes. And they found that this was kind of their secret sauce was using cordyceps mushroom. Mm-hmm. Their their ability to perform was at a higher level. And this was kind of one of those things that was all over the news at that moment. Like, mm-hmm. what is the secret is thing that? that they're using? How do they yeah. improve their performance so greatly? Mm-hmm. Cordyceps mushroom. There it is. All so right. you must be talking about the Shroom Tech Sport. Shroom Tech Sport. Yeah. I'm talking about Shroom Tech I Sport. I love it. Are you guys using Shroom Tech Sport? You should my be. Ch- me, my children. Well, I'm not working out at that level that you are demonstrating yeah. so well on your videos. But if anybody followed me through any given day, they would say, Whoa, I'm tired just looking at that. <laughs> it's your but pre-life. It's my pre-life. Honey. My pre-life supplement. Mm-hmm. But my kids are all in sports and so they all get some before yeah. their games and tournaments mm-hmm. and it has been our go-to and they perform at a high level. Yeah, and a lot of people ask me about that. So mm-hmm. are these different things that we talk about here on the show appropriate for children? This for sure. Well, again, yes. Things that have been used again for thousands of years. I'll tell you what isn't appropriate for children. <laughs> Go on, get it. Pop, pop <laughs> Tarts. Yes. Um, hot, hot Pockets. Mm-hmm. That's probably not appropriate for children. Flaming Hot Cheetos. Flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> not just the regular ones, but the Flaming Hot. All right? Yeah. That's not appropriate for children. Oh, no. But Cordyceps Mushroom, yes, it's A-OK for and sure. And some PG-13 films are really a little bit pushing the borderline. I'm just saying. <laughs> Things are changing, right? They're <laughs> yeah, slipping they more in there, yeah, right? They are. They're, they're, they are slipping more in there, <laughs> finessing it in. Mm-hmm, but you know, not but, on it. But not on it, yeah. So Shroom Tech Sports, <laughs> one of my favorite things. Shroom Tech Immune. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. The Chaga Mushroom, 
Also, the Hemp Force Protein. So many amazing things. Head over there, check them out. Onit.com forward slash model for 10% off. Love it. Now, let's get to the iTunes ah, review of the week. Here's a good one. This one says, can't stop and won't stop from N. King P. I first heard Sean on a different podcast and then recently subscribed because I wanted to spice up my podcast repertoire. I literally can't stop listening. I try to only listen to one or two a day because I want to give my brain time to process and store the information each night. Shout out to Sleep Smarter. The content from the Model Health Show is presented in such a meaningful and friendly way. Living a healthy lifestyle, I knew about many of the topics, but hearing Sean and Jade provide the science paired with some fun has really hit home for me. I recommend the Model Health Show to friends and family and plan to employ the content when I'm working as a personal trainer. You guys blow my mind every episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this one's going to really mess yes, you up. Yes, <laughs> and thank you so much for that incredible yeah, review. Yeah, right? I, I really, really do appreciate that. And everybody, thanks so much for leaving the reviews on iTunes. Keep them coming. And keep living healthy with us. Yes, yes, indeed. So, guys, let's go ahead and get to our show topic and our mm-hmm. special guest. More drums. Today, we've got a very special treat for you. We've got my doctor on what? the episode today. We've got the guy that I go to to okay. get my testing done. So as a physician who has practiced functional medicine for over 20 years, Dr. Anthony G. Beck doesn't merely manage diseases. He helps people resolve them. Mm. With extensive education in many clinical disciplines such as functional medicine, Mm -hmm. clinical nutrition, systems biology, epigenetics, and nutrigenomics. You know I love my nutrigenomics. He takes a dynamic approach to assessing, educating, and working with his patients to achieve their highest levels of well-being. Even more importantly, Dr. Beck wants to empower patients, and it's very important to me, to demand a higher level of care from their health care providers. Dr. Beck's methods involve an array of aspects, including a healthful lifestyle design, individualized nutrition, hormone balancing, resolving immune dysfunction, and hidden infectious diseases, extensive laboratory and functional testing, detoxification, and preventative medicine. He brilliantly transforms the new science of healthy living into programs that are simple, fun, and completely straightforward. And I'd like to welcome Mm -hmm. to the Model Health Show my good friend, Dr. Anthony G. Beck. How you doing today, man? Oh, yeah, man. Getting (laughs) the warm and fuzzies. Getting a little tingly. It's not just the jades in there either. I'm just saying. Long time coming. Yes, indeed, man. I've been wanting to have you on for quite some time now, but we've been knowing each other for, I think, going on two years now. And it's just opened up a whole new world to me and so many incredible insights have taken place, but there's certain things we haven't talked about yet. And so I'm excited to to share this with everybody and learn some more myself. So what is it for yourself, your superhero origin story, man? What got you, the man, <laughs> mm-hmm. interested in health and wellness in the first place? Oh, man. Well, <laughs> I'm going to give you the, 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 the long story less boring. Because uh, the long story is on, on my uh, uh, podcast channel, the Balance Protocol podcast. But um, great question, man. You know, a little shameless plug on that. But at the end of the day, man, we all have a backstory. And, and I love it when I get to tell this because that's how I start the journey with my patients is I want to know what makes them uniquely them. Right. And so, you know, what got me interested is, is, is uh, my mom. I was, I'm a good old country boy from North Carolina. Single wide trailer used to, you know, raise ducks, and that kind of fun stuff. We always garden and that kind of fun stuff. So being in the country, you kind of get a love for the land. And uh, when you're broke, you don't get to be able to go to doctors. So <laughs> we kind of figured some stuff out. So it was kind of, uh, you know, wired into the DNA. And uh, my mom, she always managed uh, hotels and resorts and stuff like that. And early on, you know, she took me to work with her and she stuck me in the kitchen, peeling shrimp, getting stuff for the salad bar and 
cleaning up, you know, fillets and, and ribeyes and stuff. I started wearing, uh, learning from a this little Puerto Rican guy, Eddie Mercado. He's about five foot tall. <laughs> and uh, he just talked a lot about, you know, food and stuff. And I just fell in love with food. And um, but it, so I was thinking to myself, well, you know what? This is really cool stuff, man. I mean, I love how the body is fueled in that. But then, of course, I knew my mom. She was a type one diabetic. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it was, is her pancreas was killed by a, a steroid shot from conventional care. She had a, wow. um, an infection in her nose and uh, boom, they shot her up with a big old 300 milligram dose of prednisone, which tends to be a, a pervasive approach to, you know, the, the shotgun approach if something's wrong, get antibiotics and steroids. And uh, so they killed her pancreas. And I saw what kind of effects that had on her life. Right. So by the time you blend, you know, my influence of, of nature and love of food and nutrition and, you know, being a, a fat kid behind a six pack, I was always little, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> wasn't like I earned it flipping tires and kettlebell swings and all that crazy stuff you do right. on, uh, on Snapchat. Man, you made me have to step up my game, man. Like, oh my <laughs> I'm a model for nothing. I was like, what? Anyhow, sidebar. Sorry if I go off on a tangent. But, you know, the fun thing was is, is so I saw my mom's health, you know, my background and that kind of fun stuff. And uh, that's where I wanted to go. But then, man, we're talking late 80s. Yeah. And it's time for me to go to college. And uh, it was Top Gun time. And so I was like, well, I don't know if I really want to, you know, wear those Pee Wee Herman pants in the, you know, in, in being a chef for so long. Right. Because uh, that's actually what I ended up doing. I ended up becoming a, a chef and did that for, for, for many years, put myself through college with that. But I was an aspiring uh, 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 Navy pilot. Wow. And so I uh, ran off to Old Dominion University and was in the ROTC program there and was full, ready to go until my last year. And then all of a sudden, this blonde haired, blue eyed lady walked up into my uh my apartment down the oceanfront of Virginia Beach, and it was over, man. I had to have a career change. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, so, that beach will do it. So what do we do with all these science things and stuff like that? Well, I had to flip it over, man, to uh, uh, exercise science, sports fizz, and then just all kind of down from there. So that's that's the long and, and, and somewhat embarrassing story of how I got into health and wellness. You know, it was one of those kind of things where it's just how I got brought up with a love of food, nature, people, nurturing things from a different point of view to where the conventional model was great for sustaining life. But, man, for chronic disease, it was miserable. It was offered very little mitigation of the problem that they, uh, you know, created for my mom. Even while I was at school at Old Dominion University, I uh, I got rear-ended one time in my little 86 uh, Chevy Sprint, my little three-cylinder Alfa Romeo engine. Ooh. Crazy boom. Jacked me all up, went to a chiropractor. Boy, and boy, was that a life-changing experience to have my you know my, my pelvis put back into place with a drop-down table. <laughs> and uh, I was like, whoa, now I'm talking. There's some other stuff out there. So there's all kinds of little sidebars yeah. for, the, for the story. But that's that's the long and short of it, man. I just realized that, you know, I wanted to, um, you know, kind of go in a different direction based upon how life uh, uh, was given to me. You yeah. Know? And, Love it, man. You know, it's been a great journey, man. Well, I, I learned some so new things sorry. about you. Right, I didn't know right. you were influenced by Tom Cruise, you know, but now I know <laughs> well, Top Gun. That's yeah, right. I don't know about that part of it, but, you know, him and <laughs> the flights. And F-14, a little bit different. <laughs> yes, right, indeed. Right, I understand, right. man. But guys, so he's board certified uh, from the American Association of Integrative Medicine, board certified American Board of Anti-Aging Practitioners, board certified uh, American Naturopathic Medical Certification, a fellow of American Association of Integrative Medicine. He's just really mm. dove in deeply 
to finding out all aspects of hell. I mean, he's one of the most brilliant people that I've ever met for sure. And uh, there's a all of this knowledge that you've absorbed and that right. you've been teaching and that you've been caring for all these patients over the years and seeing some just amazing, amazing transformations. But your approach to medicine is something that you call balanced protocol. Can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, balanced protocol uh, was something I didn't create, right? I observed it. I, I, one of the things that helps me understand things, you know, like I said, being a Southern boy, we talk in pictures, right? So I have to put, I have to put <laughs> patterns to things, right? So if I started my stories, that's what it is. And uh, I always saw that, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, all them letters that in your name, it doesn't matter. You know, it's what can you do, you know, to teach the patient in order for me to do that. I got to, I got to talk in pictures. That's, that's my true. story. I'm sticking to it. So the thing is, is, um, I found these patterns that existed. And then when I looked at the patient's um, cases and they were telling me their stories, what made them uniquely them, uh, it went back into all kinds of tentacles uh, of their past and contributed to who they are. Just kind of similar with, you know, my silly story I just shared. It's amazing the power of little influences, the, the um, you know, the weight of a word of somebody in your life, whether it be a family member or somebody just in passing. And the thing about it was, is I go, well, if I'm, if I'm going to really educate people on the root causes of disease and uh, motivate them to take solid corrective action in their life and inspire them to their highest levels of well-being, I've got to really uh, figure out what is the way to transfer it from my head to uh, ways that they can implement it. Mm. So I kind of found this pattern and, and, and it was, it's basically a Fibonacci spiral, right? It's my golden mean, my two, three, five, eight framework where uh, balance protocol is uh, uh, represented by th- that particular formula. So I always ask the two questions, right? What do we got to add? What do we got to take away? Right. Uh, because when you start getting into a person's life, they're going, well, hey, doc, what can you give me for this? Right. I mean, I, I love pills, potions, and powders. They have a function. I'm, I'm fine with uh, pharmaceutical medications as long as we put them, you know, in with prudence and with an exit strategy, right? Um, the thing about it is, is you got to think about, well, it's not just what we need to add, but what do we need to take away? What do we got to remove in a person's life? You know, the world that we live in today is filled with all kinds of stressors from, you know, non-native EMF to toxic light to digital devices to all kinds of stuff. So you can really understand that you're not going to get well in the same environment that you got sick. So we have to ask, well, what do we got to add and take away from that environment? Then if you ask those questions very candidly and succinctly, you're going to have a lot of, a lot of answers. (laughs) The question is now is, well, how do you apply it? There's all this stuff. And so out there, people tend to go, well, I'm going to try this, or I'm going to do the quid pro quo, right? I'm going to take this for that, Um, which can oftentimes work. But at the end of the day, you know, you're more complex than that. So there's an order to things, which is nourish, balance, purify. There's, there's an order of operations, just like in math. You remember, got to add and subtract. Oh, look at that. What do you got to add? What do you got to take away? You know, multiply, divide in the parentheses, out of the parentheses, above the line, below the line. There's an order. Well, so is correction uh, of, of imbalances. And then it came down to, you know, how do I look at the root causes of disease for people? And it really boils down to five things, nutrient deficiencies, stressors, microbes, allergens, and toxins. That's it. Now, a lot of times people talk about stuff like, well, doc, I've got this inflammation. Okay, but what caused the inflammation? Right. And they go, okay, well, I had a, an infection. Okay, well, then now we have to ask, what do we got to add? What do we got to take away? So what ends up happening is I saw this pattern repeat over, you know, just thousands of patient encounters. And patients, being, they're, they're my greatest educators, right? So mm. about 70% of my patients over the years have been ladies, uh, 30% <laughs> dudes. That's right. So I'm like 30% chick, you know, I've, 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 uh, <laughs> I've been... I got, I got they, they broke a bra code and they said, listen, dog, here's the thing. If we say this, this is what we really mean. 
So when they try to call BS, you send them to me and I'll say, hey, listen. <laughs> so, so, you know, they taught me a lot of, of what's in the patient's mindset and how to work with them and that um, it's really important to make them the boss, the person that's in control and yes. I just work for them. Um, and so then I go, okay, well then I've, I've able to ask the right questions, apply the answers in the right order and an understanding of the true root causes of things that really boil down to just a few things. Uh, they manifest, manifest in different ways in different people, but then do you just apply it to where it's manifesting? And that was a, a an earth shattering truth for me that if you have like, say, um, migraines, well, it's not just in your brain. If you have psoriatic uh, arthritis, it's not just your joints. If you have, you know, toenail fungus, the problem's not just in your toenails. Everybody grew up in the same neighborhood. They all eat out of the same refrigerator. They all poop in the same bathroom where everything is connected. Right. And so I'm like, well, let's apply these uh, uh, strategies and tactics to the whole system's biology. So we go all the way through eight keys, all the way from fixing the environment the patient's in. Then we get into the hooter to the tutor, you know, <laughs> spend some time talking about that crappy conversation. And then, you know, we get Then you got to get into the mindset. It's hugely important. Then we, you know, work on building uh, the immune system, clearing inflammation. Then we work, you know, structurally, then oxidative stress and energy production. I'm a big mitochondria fan. And then we get into hormones, neurotransmitters. And then lastly, it's the last step is biotransformation and detoxification. You don't want to detox before the patient is nourished or balanced. So that pattern kind of came out and that became balanced protocol. It was my protocol to bring balance back to my patients, regardless of the name it, blame it, tame it game. I don't <laughs> care what the diagnosis is, right? See, I work for my patient, not insurance companies, not for medical boards, right? The boss is that person. It's their journey. There's no one there to hold them when they cry, right? Or rub it out when it's sore, Right. And they're certainly not there to share the victories. So at the end of the day, I got to go, I got to change the way I look at it and say, well, let's get a place into balance. What's a framework we can operate within to navigate through all the noise and confusion that's in the info space and uh, emphasize on the patient. Yeah. That's balance protocol. Love it, man. I you know, love it. I think everybody can hear some distinct differences that you would notice with uh, Dr. Beck versus conventional mm -hmm. medicine. He said, I work for the patient, yes. you know, and it's more of this. It really, and that's what I felt, it's like a team effort. You know, I have my role to play and he's there to, you know, to be a coach and also to even learn and to listen, you right. know, so that they, things, because it's, it's individual to me, it's individual to each patient, right. you know, and um, his patients are his best educators right. and he makes them the boss. Come on. That's the model. You know, instead of coming <laughs> in, stepping into the story, you know, with the story mm -hmm. already written, right. you know, it's like we, we actually have somebody who's paying attention to you and as, as an individual. Of course, mm -hmm. that's what I did in my practice. Yeah working with thousands of people over the years, but there's always room for growth. There's always room for improvement, no matter what level you're at. And he understands that and he's always absorbing information, but his system works. It, it actually works. And it one of the sense. things, digestive issues, right? This is at an all time high in our world today. And you've yeah. shown that healing digestion is at the core of healing many other issues. And rather than, here's the thing, rather than taking shots in the dark, you know, just let's see if this works. Let's see if that works. Rather than yeah. taking shots in the dark, you have incredible methods for finding out exactly what's going on with an individual's digestion. Can you share some info about the GI testing that you do and what sets it apart from conventional testing and uh, just what can you tell us about it? Sure. Well, it, it is true. And I, I think it's a, a pretty common understanding that so many things go to the gut. Um, so. But again, that's where things oftentimes manifest. You know, we've got different levels of thinking, level one, two, three, and four thinking. And, and at the, the, the core of it is 
we, we need to put things in uh, to sustain life, right? I call it the inner tube or, you know, the hooter to the tutor, one of those things. <laughs> can't take the, the the country out of the boy. But the thing is, is we, you have to realize that the gut is connected to everything. It, it's the food supply. You know, it, it, it is it's the highway to give the body a whole bunch of things. But um, it's really an environment. It's a surface. So if we think of our skin as a surface, you get a lot of information there, right? You know, you, you can love somebody and give them little rubbies and you get the little goosebumps and the hug and you exchange the infrared light from each other and stuff. And that's the surface. Well, inside of your, 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 your gut is the uh, outsides of your insides. And so there's a lot of chemistry that goes on there. It's tremendous. And that's where all the, 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 the microbes um, harvest the metals that move the molecules is what I say. And so when I, when I take a look at the GI, remember, it all starts with the patient's unique story. I do a lot of work with the military, special forces and stuff like that. And I'm a, a team physician to where they, you know, they send me uh, these busted up cases, right, of guys that have been swimming around in what I call the, the Earth's Petri dish in different uh, theaters and stuff. And they're out there eating MREs and Slim Jims and whiskey and Red Bulls and that kind of fun stuff, you know, all those nutrient food groups. And but <laughs> so that's going to be different in their GI story as opposed to, like, let's say uh, an entrepreneur who's out there, uh, corporate America, living in Manhattan artificial uh, lights having people always make food for them or like one of my one of my patients who is a an elite uh, Spartan competitor fourth in the world and uh, and mm-hmm. she's also a bus driver right so her story is a little bit different when we have imbalances come around so I get that little background story before I answer the question because I want to frame the way that w- that we think about it it's not just okay well I need to what do I got to take? Well, I got to you know eat some fermented foods and take some probiotics, maybe some enzymes. Now, those are tactics. But what's the overall strategy? Your your guts, your inside takes all of its cues from the outside world. So before we even get into the GI, we have to talk about the air you breathe, the water you drink, the light you see, the food you eat, the sound you listen to, and then the EMF that you feel. All of those things contribute to what's going on in the gut, which is why some people will go, well, I have, and there's the name. Whenever you hear a term like a diagnosis, that's when you have to, your, your ears have to really wake up because they have something. Like I have SIBO or small intestinal bacteria, or I have gluten sensitivity, or I have celiac, or IBS, or something, those kind of things. Well, what, did the, what got those there? Right. Well, stressors and inflammation that we talked about a little bit, right? So when I take a look at the GI, I'm looking from a different point of view. I don't want to just say, okay, state, you know, do the doctor obvious and go, oh, well, you have these imbalances in there. I'm always asking, well, why? Right. So you can have all the same complaints uh, like fatigue, insomnia, muscle skeletal pain, low libido and, you know, dry, girly and, and guy parts. Right. There's all kinds of fun stuff we typically see that people want to share with their doctor. Um, all present company excluded, but, um, you got these two complaints, right? But they can all come from different things, but manifest in the same way, but there are going to be roots in, in the tube. So I take a look at a comprehensive, uh, uh stool assessment. It's a crappy test because, you know, you gotta, you gotta plop a little bit into a little, little, one of those little, you know, trays that look like a, a food truck, you know, the little red and white 
Yeah. <laughs> the free lunch, the free lunch basket, man. <laughs> the free lunch basket. I kind of, I, I kind of freak everybody about that. Into that. Well, I'll say, well, that's why we got to take care of your, uh, your inner tube, so we don't have to be doing this crappy test. Uh, so, stool sample, mm. right? We want to take a look and see if there's parasites in there. What good bugs are in there? What bad bugs are in there? What good bugs aren't in there? Um, what's your gallbladder contributing? What's your pancreas contributing to? Is it in a state of inflammation or not? And so we can kind of timestamp when uh, it happened and what severity. We can take a look and see if you're digesting fats or proteins, right? Because we, a lot of people out there make all kinds of dietary decisions based upon what I call dogmatic uh, uh, constructs like vegan or blood type or paleo um, or pagan or, 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 or whatever. And those can actually work. They actually they all have merit believe it or not. But how did you quantify it for you? You know, we always want to do things data-based. And so sometimes you can say, well, I'm eating, let's say paleo, right? Well, we know that's going to be increased animal flesh and fat, which are lovely and delicious, right? They're very good for the body. They don't clog the arteries and all the bad stuff or harm your kidneys. So, but at the end of the day though, can your tube handle it? Right. Right. So before you embark on trying something, which is valid for some people, it's best to know what you're going into. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So that's the thing is I take a look at GI panels. I also want to take a look to assess the GI other, um, you know, upstream imbalances when it comes to what's going on with reactivities to foods and stuff like that, right? Because you can go and try to feed the body healthful things, but unbeknownst to you, you're having an immunological reaction to said item. So you're basically spinning your wheels and your gut won't heal and you're wondering why. Because you got to take a more global approach. We're not just truncating the body into separate systems. You know, organs are all living together and they all have carnal knowledge. Mm, That's right? what I love, man. Yes. Because all, interconnected. Yes. all interconnected. You can take somebody's, you know, five, ten years of experimenting, trying to figure out what's going on with them and just figure it out in like a day. Right. It's so amazing because I've done testing before, obviously, like I've done. It's a, it's absurd all the stuff that I've experimented with over the years. But even the the, the stool yeah. testing I've done it before uh, with a different practitioner, and it was you provided one hundred and one one bazillion. Let's just make up a number one bazillion percent more data and connecting pieces. And it's just like because I remember talking with the the person I worked with before, and I was like, "Isn't this a little abnormal right here?" And they're like, "No, that's it. and I just. It's like, well, okay, you know, but Mm. you actually (laughs) saw the kind of red flags there. So for me personally, and everybody's story is different, I had a little bit of of gut dysbiosis going on. And uh, if people know my my full story through this nutritional thing, because I'm dedicated to really playing at a high level, and I'm so glad I did this experimenting earlier on, I would not do this stuff today. (laughs) I spent a significant (laughs) amount of time just eating, like three years, just eating raw food only. You know, that's going to change your gut microbiome significantly. Um, I spent some time vegan, spent some time vegetarian, spent some time with paleo diet, spent some time with South Beach diet, whatever, everything that you could think of probably minus the Twinkie diet, I've spent some significant time (laughs) experimenting with and seeing what happens. And along with that, though, earlier on in my career, I wasn't thinking about what's going on in my gut. How is my gut responding to this stuff? And so what resulted was a couple years ago, just this kind of uh, what I triggered. And this is the difference between what's going on with myself and, you know, maybe somebody else is that I'm very in tune with what with my body. So I would eat certain foods and I would get a reaction. 
So I just took it on and just put it to the side as a food allergy. You know, it's just a food sensitivity. I'll just stay away from that food and it's all good. So I'm not symptomatic. Mm -hmm. I don't have symptoms. Mm -hmm. And so, but still he was able to point that out. And I literally, the it, a, a list came back of things that I'm sensitive to and I knew it already. I was uh -huh. like, but he was like, I'm going to tell you why I'm going to help you to see why this is. It's not just your uh, forsaken to never eat an apple again. Right. right. <laughs> right? So, and that's what was so different yeah, about is, his work. Yeah. And so uh, one of the things, if wow. you could talk about it, um, uh, the, the, the parasites, um, mm -hmm. the, the microbes in the belly, you know, how prevalent is this kind of dysbiosis in our culture today? I see it all the time. Right. And then that, that's, that's the what, you know, I like to practice why medicine. Well, why do we see it so prevalent? Well, because a lot of people get their food through their uh, car window. A lot of people, you know, right. suffer from the biggest disease of all, which is, uh, you know, convenience, right? We, we want things done for us, right? And, and we, we forgot to, how important it is to sit around the table and break bread together, you know, uh, pray and have conversation. It changes the whole environment. I always say it's not what you eat, it's where you eat, right? Mm -hmm. And so the thing about it is it's, it, it's super important to understand that the environment has changed, Right. So we're, we're, we're not only just eating different food stuffs because globally we're grabbing people want things that are out of season. So we're going to get it from different parts of the planet. Um, there's uh, chemical uh, sprays like nobody's business right. all in our uh, what we call the expo zone. Right. So we're, we're getting it directly um, you know, and indirectly. We're getting it in our food stuff. So all this stuff adds up to a load that just diminishes um, you know, our microbiome. And like I said, you know, bugs are I've said before, bugs are what's going to save us. They, they are amazing mm. um, beings of light. They literally do make light. And um, so the cool thing is, is we need to realize that it comes down to the why is because of the environment that we're in, the choices that we make in our lifestyle, the, the things that are pervasive in the environment that we that we allow. Um, and then, of course, people tend to rinse, lather and repeat. Right. We eat the same foods right. in and out. So even if you're just eating healthful stuff, well, I eat grass fed bison steaks with my organic broccoli and get my sulforaphane on. OK, great. Well, what about all the other things that are called you know, and I laugh at these anti-nutrients like mm. beans, lentils, legumes, other nuts and seeds and stuff like that, right? They're, they're nutrient densities that you are creating nutrient deficiencies through omission. So the body loves a varied and diverse dietary uh, approach overall. Right. But now at different times, you're going to have to eat different things based upon your current status. I get that. Um, but that's what ends up happening because people aren't eating a very diverse diet. Their, their empirical uh, selection criteria, their standards, to go about a quote and invoke a little Tony Robbins here, my buddy. So, you know, we want to we want to raise your standard. So we want to make our food selection super, you know, muy importante. We got to mm -hmm. We got to make that better. So that's why. And then, of course. And, you know, got to get, can I get a little dig in the medical thing, right? Let's do it, man. Let's go. It's an antibiotics, right? I mean, it's, I mean, talk about a two trick pony and, uh, and that's what tends to happen, you know? So it's, it's overall, but here's the, here's the glorious thing about it. It's all recoverable, right? All that stuff is completely resolvable. The body is divinely created. It's beautifully forgiving. And all you got to do is put in what's missing and get things out of the way that's holding it back. Yeah. Pretty simple. Pretty simple, man. Um, one of the things that's so shocking that I learned recently is that uh, we have approximately 24,000 species of bacteria in our oh, diet. Okay. 24,000 species. All right. So Already we're talking about species, there. but then there's variations like there, us 
us as a species, there's variations of mm-hmm. all of them. So we're talking about millions and millions of different types of things going on. That's uh, what we had, should I say, 24,000. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're all on average lacking about 10,000 different species. All right. Yeah. So that has been just kind of slashed almost in half. And you just said something very important. You said diversity mm-hmm. in, in our food. That is a representation of the global thing, you know, this diversity. This is something that we are all kind of working with right now to kind of figure out, you know, and how all of these different things play a very important role in the grand scheme of our survival, right? So um, diversity in our food, I think that's really important. People need to hear that. We need to really hear that today because we do get into the same thing, especially when we find something that works and makes us feel good, Mm -hmm. you know? So we'll just go ham on the chicken, like chicken 20 ways plus the, you know, the green (laughs) veggies. Mm -hmm. That's all good. But you got to remember that we're trying to support this microbiome. And, you know, Dr. Beck is excellent to kind of open up your mind and finding ways and find those specific things that, hey, maybe you might want to consider this. Maybe, you know, and he again, he's what can we add? What can we subtract? Right. You know, it's not just about taking away, but what can we add to the mix as well? So another thing that I want to ask you about, man, is that uh, this testing for food allergies. And I remember uh, patients coming in to see me, you know, five, ten, you know, it's been a long time. I'm trying to think if maybe if it was even upwards of 10 years ago, but the Alcat. Yep. And coming in with their big long papers, oh, like yeah. you see, Sean, that's right. I can't eat anything. <laughs> There's all these papers, you know, because of their sure. food allergies, uh-huh. these food sensitivities, and it's just like a mile long. And they start to live and die by these things, and they start missing out on other things. And in reality, though, in reality, when of course you just reaffirmed that when I got to meet you and to work with you, uh, many of these things are coming back as false negatives. You know, so there's different testing that you do. So can you talk a little bit about some of these big issues with the conventional testing and um, what are what are the, what's a better way to figure this stuff out? Mm. Well, allergy is a big term. It's like automobile. <laughs> right. Love it. That's like what we talk on a Prius here. We talk about a Hummer. We're talking about a, uh, an Indian motorcycle. What's up? So the thing about it or a tractor got to go country. So <laughs> what, what kind of automobile are we talking about here? Right. So allergies. Well, let's kind of break that down then I'll get I'll get to that answer is is that all that really means remember it was one of the five causative factors it just means that your body ha- now recognizes a particular molecule as something that disrupts its harmony okay for various reasons it could be mistaken identity. You know, we've all had friends that come over and like, man, every time you bring that dude, he's always eating up every doggone thing and walking around the house with his shoes on. You know, so then somebody goes, oh, are you bringing back? Oh, man, is he bringing, is he bringing, you know, Jerome? No. So you got to understand that what happens is we acquire these allergies. We acquire things because of mistaken identity or because we ate it at a certain time. Or here's the thing. Different microbes do different things at different places in the tube. The lactobacillus does different than the beneficial E. coli, which is different than the, the uh, bifido, right? So we've got uh, bacteriorities, you know, phylum and the firmicutes, right? So anyhow, the point is, if you are low in one of those particular areas or absence of some of those classifications of this diverse microbiome, and then you eat something like, say, an organic Haas avocado from California, Oh, man, I splash it on his cologne sometimes. Love it. (laughs) Right. I love it. But here's the thing. Unbeknownst to you, if you consume a particular food that might have had some type of microbe that came through transport, handling, cross contamination or something like that, your body's now going to put that little sticker on it like that little lady in Walmart. Hey, honey, you got to return. 
and they put that little sticker, okay, take that up to the return counter. It puts a little tag on it, an immunoglobulin. It puts right. a little, little tag on it and tells the body now how do you deal with it. So that's what I call the immunological game. IgG, IgA, IgM, and IgE. So in medicine today, everything is IgE. Do you have an acute response to said thing? Matter of fact, we'll just poke a whole bunch of little holes all over your back or your arm and stick in some, some pet dander and some, some uh, pollen and some sycamore. And, and if you're reactive to it, you're allergic to it. Well, that's completely erroneous because here's the thing. We got to define the reaction. Was that helpful or harmful? Right. right? So just because the body gets inflamed doesn't mean that was a bad reaction. You need to know, was it healthful or was it harmful? Sometimes it's an upheaval because the body's doing exactly what it should have done. Yeah. A baby crying, right? I just got me, I got a, I got a new addition, man, three weeks old. Yes. Right? So we, it out. It's my third one. I got right. it. Whew. But anyhow, so um, the point is, it's a cry. The baby cries. Was well, that a bad thing? No. It's saying, hey, I'm hungry. I'm wet. I'm tired. I need a little hug of love. So it's a good thing. So when you take a look at testing, like say the Alcat that you mentioned too, not a fan of, um, I've spent a couple of, uh, of years doing multiple thousands of those and looking yeah. at it. And I did find a lot of false positives. So then I look deeper into the testing modality and what it is, it's a particle size. So when they, they're taking a look at your sample, they're just looking for a particle size that, and you can have, that's about the size of a 10 micron. What ends up happening is you get a lot of false positives. I don't want to beat up on the test, but let's just know this. I unequivocally can tell you it's erroneous because it's not truly quantifying the reaction of the body. It's just say anything that's this size, we're going to say was a reactivity. You, you can't do that. Um, but then there are other tests like IgG tests, you know, like different companies all the way from, you know, Cyrex to Genova and IgG testing. Well, again, that's testing for did the immunoglobulin G go up in response to exposure to that food? Okay, it went up. Well, okay, it's, it's, it's like, okay, well, then I guess a paycheck is, is, is an allergy too because my refrigerator just got stocked up and I bought a half of organic bison from Colorado, right? We just stuck, right? So when you have something go up, and a reaction happens, you can't therefore default say that it was a harmful reaction. Mm -hmm. So people are making decisions in their dietary consumption based upon tests that are incorrect premise. That's the take home. So there is a, there's a different way. There's a different way. Yes. I think you experienced oh, yeah. that, right? I, absolutely, that I did. Absolutely, mm -hmm. I did. And just being able to, you know, to see the bigger picture is what it's really about. You know, of course, we need to have the micro scale to be able to zoom in, look at things, but also to step back and look at the bigger picture. And I think that that's what you're really skilled at. And, you know, this was it was very eye opening and also very affirming for something that is just intuitively like there can't be a, a whole um, <laughs> doctoral report on how many things you can't eat. You know, and so, yeah. but some of these things is, I love that you said that. It's like, is it helpful or harmful, the res, the reaction that the body's happening, that, that it's doing? Because that's what it's really about. And being able to tell the difference is kind of one of his great skills. And uh, we've got some more, some more great stuff and so many amazing, amazing things I want to ask this guy and to share with you guys. But first, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, with all of the things that we're exposed to today, the environmental toxicity, the weird stuff showing up in our food supply, we've gotta do things to really support our immune system. Our immune system is really running the show on so many different levels to keep us healthy. And one of the most powerful things for supporting a healthy immune system is making sure that we're getting in some immunomodulators. So what does that mean? 
These are substances that can help to elevate our immune system in response to things that might be trying to creep their way into our body, into our cells, and defend us against those things. But it can also bring the immune system back down, calm it down if things are running too hot, AKA we're dealing with some autoimmunity. We need things that are intelligent. Many drugs out there that are pushed through pharmaceutical companies, though they mean well, they push your immune system in one direction and that can really mess things up on the back end, you know, leading to AKA side effects. So to avoid that, getting some natural immunoregulators are gonna be a powerful thing you add into your life. How I do that, and it's been a consistent basis pretty much every single day. For the past three months now, I've been using every day, and even had it this morning, the incredible mushroom elixirs from Four Sigmatic. So head over to foursigmatic.com forward slash model. So that's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com forward slash model. And you're going to get 10% off all these amazing superfood elixirs. My favorite is the chaga. And chaga has been clinically shown to increase your NK cell activity. So your natural killer cells over 300%. It's also the most powerful antioxidant that we've ever seen in the history of humanity that humans actually consume. Powerful antioxidant, powerful anti-cancer, powerful immune system regulator. So that's what I use in the morning. I'll get some chaga and sometimes I'll have it straight or I'll blend it with some you know, hot water, some healthy fat. So this could be some ghee, this could be some grass-fed butter, this could be some coconut oil, some MCT oil, things like that. A little bit of cinnamon, maybe some other fun medicinal herbs you can throw in there. But this has been the daily thing that I've done for the past few months and I highly recommend you start doing the same thing. They also have the mushroom coffees and my wife is a big fan of these. And so the mushroom coffee mix has cordyceps and chaga in there. And today she ran out, she was like, where's my, where's my coffee? You know, and she's not even, ever since we've been together, she hasn't been a coffee drinker, but this has been her daily thing. She loves the way it makes her feel and she doesn't get some weird kind of caffeine spike and crash as well. So head over and check them out. Foursigmatic.com forward slash model for 10% off. Now back to the show. And we are back. Today we are talking with Dr. Anthony G. Beck. The man, the myth, the legend, uh, the functional medicine doc who's out here doing amazing things and uh, really helping us to understand a bigger picture here. And he's a physician who's saying that I work for you and he's a teammate and he's somebody who's helping you to not just mask your symptoms, but actually to find the root cause of the disease and uh, get rid of it. Exactly. What a concept. <laughs> uh, but one of the things we just finished talking about was the, uh, the allergy test. And so something that you do, one of the, another test that we did together was the LRA test. So can you tell us a little bit about what that can reveal for us? Yeah, the, the high sensitivity lymphocyte response assay is a very special test. And the fact that what it does is, is it, it's, it's a blood draw. We use a pretty big needle. It's a 19 gauge, so it's a railroad spike. Don't be afraid. It's 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 a specially made one. Because the reason why I pick on that before I get into that is because I want people to know sometimes you got to overcome some things so you can get data that will enhance the quality of your life. So it's my patients have told me, man, if I just would have known that up front, I'd have gone better into it before I sat down. So yeah, it's a blood draw. You, you, your vein gets poked. So what ends up happening is is uh, we draw off your lymphocytes and we put them into a bunch of cultures. And we take uh, a, a particular situation where the difference is, is we're doing things at physiological conditions, pH, light, temperature, and seeing what the actual visual reaction 
to these substances are doing. So we can really differentiate not just those type 1 IgE mediated uh, reactions, but type 2, 3, and 4 mediated reactions, right? And because a lot of times we consume stuff that uh, unbeknownst to us, we're we're, we're asymptomatic. We don't know. And it might take two to three weeks later in order for its upheaval, a harmful reaction to occur to, you know, let us have some kind of indication of disruption, right? So that's why you can't go off of just you know, did I have a reaction in X amount of hours? And this is why, and, and I know my functional medicine colleagues uh, tend to cringe when I say this, but elimination diets don't work. They can't work. Now, they can, oh, if you start eliminating a bunch of, you know, stuff that is empirically, we know is silly, right? We know we don't need, you know, anybody's hair in our soup and we don't need any little, you know, you know rat poop in our salad. Okay, that's empirical. But at the end of the day, you got to realize that, we need to avoid, you know, harmful artificial processed foods, not yeah. the way that God and nature gave it to us, right? So that's empirical. But things that are healthy, avocado, hemp, coconut, turmeric, those things can just as easily as egg, gluten, and dairy cause immunological reaction, which leads to a cascade of downstream problems. So you need to be able to differentiate and sometimes it takes weeks later. So if you eliminate those things for say a week and then you start reintroducing and go, okay, I introduced, oh, no problem. I mean, okay, I'm going to stick with that. I'll eat a new thing. Well, guess what? Two weeks, three weeks down the road, something that you introduced days ago now just gets artificially blamed on the celery that you started just eating to introduce. So it's really best. The take home is to quantify for you, your unique story Get some evidence and testimony in your particular case with an ex vivo, very specific, you know, test that tells you what foods you are immunologically reactive to and that would happen even weeks later. So that's the difference. High yeah. sensitivity lymphocyte response assay. Yeah. Game changer. Yes, definitely. It really allows because sometimes if we start feeding people healthful food, you know, like uh, spinach and asparagus and stuff like that and turns out there's an immunological reaction to it. So we're not getting the maximized results that we would otherwise if we had done that. Super cool. Can't have my man without controversy. <laughs> Elimination diets don't work. That's the headline, yeah, you know, but yeah. he's just talking about, again, it's a bigger, bigger picture. You know, there is going to be some places where you're going to take some things out. There's going to be places where you add some things in, but just going full out and trying to, again, how about we get some testing done? Like mm -hmm. if you're, if you're consistently reactive or having problems digesting food, whatever it is, just figure out what the problem is and so that we can stop throwing stuff in the dark and seeing what sticks, basically. And, so uh, I kind of pick up that it's even beyond the testing. Now, the testing is good and helps us understand what we're working with and where we are, but then we still need to understand more of the story. Right. So yeah. say we think we can send off for this test because right now I'm like, okay, where do I sign <laughs> to, to find out yeah. what to do? But then beyond that, there's got to be a, a way to connect. And I, you know, you got a brand new baby, so I don't know how you can reach and address all of us. But how can we build and start to come to an understanding of that specific thing for us and how it plays into the overall story for us? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, I'm not the only uh, clinician in the world that offers these batteries of labs, right? Um, there, there, there's others out there that are available to do that different sources. But it, it reminds me of the, um, 
and I think it was George Washington, but it was something along the lines of, you know, you paid $10,000 to go out and um, survey the land and put a stake in, right? And they, the charge was $10,000. I was like, $10,000 to put in a stake? How much did the stake cost? And like, <laughs> well, it's not the cost of that. It's knowing where to put it, right? So that's where the rubber really hits the road for the patient is you can gather data. You can have information. You, there's all kinds of places on the internet where you can go and get your own test in the absence of even seeing any doctor. But learning how to implement that in your life and wait for it in the right order. So you have to have context of self through the unique story of the patient, biochemical individuality and genetic uniqueness. Then you got to know what order of operations to apply that knowledge. So, hey, I'm all for patient steering. Absolutely. I mean, you, we, it, when I work with patients, that's the thing. It's a collaboration. We work together. You know, but I'm, I'm an advisor, right? So I'm going to help them shrink down that learning curve of how to apply that. So the first thing of doing that is, number one, understanding that you are indeed a beautiful, lovely category of one. And we can't live vicariously through somebody else. Oh, that worked for him or that worked for her. We've seen that in the diet world. We've seen that in the supplement world. We've seen that in all kinds of ways. We try to quantify if it's good for us based upon did it work for somebody else. Yeah, you, that can maybe inspire you to seek and look and maybe quest for that. But then you got to try it on. You got to say, okay, well, oh man, those shoes are awesome. Well, let me go see, you know, am I size seven or am I size eight, right? So that's that's the answer to that I is to that. realize that you're a unique individual with a complex story. And I wish it was so simple as, okay, I'm just going to do this test and whatever's not on there, I'm not going to eat it. But that doesn't practice why medicine. Well, why? What's your microbiome doing, yeah. right? Love What's that. your metabolic state? What is your environment contributing to that? Because you can do a lot of the right things in the wrong order and you're not going to get the right out. <laughs> mm. I love it. I love <laughs> that you just, time. Yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that you just brought that up is that it's not just what you do, but when you do it, it's it's how you do it. This uh, is this amazing word that we all hear all the time in formation, right? <laughs> you do things in formation. That's really the solution. Mm. You know, there's a certain order, there's a certain function that all of these pieces have. And it's kind of like having a recipe and you're doing the, oh, yeah. the, the seventh thing, you know, first or whatever. And then your recipe comes out looking horrible yeah. and tasting worse, you know. <laughs> but if you have the right order that you're doing things in, that can make all the difference in the world as well. And that's where somebody like uh, Dr. Beck comes in. So one of the more exciting tests, this is maybe the most exciting test for me, was the Nutra eval. <laughs> and you can actually, with yeah. this test, you can look at how your metabolism is actually working. You can look at nutrient levels in your body. You can look at how your cells are actually making energy. So can you talk a little bit about this? You geek out a little bit, man. You got permission. Uh, about the Krebs cycle. I'll try, I'll try to reel it in. I'll try to keep it in. <laughs> All right. About the Krebs cycle and what can go wrong with our cells' energy production. Sure. So you, you got to th think in these particular terms, like I'm talking pictures, right? Um, so you got the quality of energy, but you also have the quantity, right? We often talk about quality versus quantity. But then we have, and I won't go too thick, but we have different micronages. Things happen at different levels, right? So most people get stuck on, okay, what are my macros? How, many, how much protein, fats, and carbs should I be consuming? Well, you can determine that through the mineral status, both in your hair and also the organic acids from your urine. You can tell you exactly what it is, right? I mean, you don't have to question anymore, should I eat a high-fat uh, uh, diet or low-carb? Or some people, contrary to popular belief, you got to get some carbs, man, right? It just depends upon what your metabolic tendency is. You can take a 
a look at that if you take a look at these different um, markers that we can evaluate. So that tells you the, the right fuel-air mixture, what I call the personal fuel mix, how much protein, fats, and carbs you should be consuming, not based upon what everybody else is doing or what the dogma is. It's for you. Remember, category of one. So then now that goes in. Now we get into that, what we talked about. You're, now you're putting it into the inner tube and all the chemistry that goes along with that. Now what does it do with it? Then it has to leave that tube in surface. Then it has to, and then we, people get stuck on, is it absorption or not? You know, what's the protein efficiency ratio, right? Like you and I, big fan of hemp protein, holla. So it's, it, it's, it's a lovely molecule, right? But it has its shortcomings, right? And some people could be immunologically reactive to it. You should take a look. Uh, most people aren't. So what happens is now that protein also comes along with fatty acids. It's a different food, right? So then we absorb it. Now it's in circulation. Now it gets distributed. Okay, It puts in the stock room in the refrigerator and everybody comes in hungry from playing ball and say, hey, I need to get my sandwich on. So it takes that food and then it brings it in. Now you got to deal with it. Well, now it's got to come out of circulation through the matrix into the and through the cell membrane. And then it's got to go through that cell membrane into the cytosol and then in through the mitochondrial membrane and then in there where it makes energy. So you got all these doors, these locks and dams for a nutrient molecule to travel. That takes a tremendous amount of energy. Right. Well, along the way, it, the body will spit out certain fingerprints, right, or chemical residues to kind of let you know the efficiency of that. It's kind of like the exhaust coming out of your car. If you're dialed in, burns clear. Maybe a little drop of water from the tailpipe. If it's one thing, it might be black smoke. Another one, it might be white smoke, right? Or it might not start at all. So we can look at these organic acids and mineral statuses and really dial in where is the damage occurring? Is it in cylinder one, two, three, four, five, six, or eight? And so looking at that can tell you where it's targeted. Now, you still have to ask the questions. What do we got to add? What do we got to remove through the patient's unique story and genetic uniqueness of why that could be there? Mitochondria. The mighty mitochondria, the powerhouses of the body, are governed by light and magnetism. If you're around a whole bunch of non-native EMF, if you never go get grounded, right? If you're not drinking healthful, structured water, if you got toxic light on you all the time and you live on your cell phone, your mitochondria are not going to be tightly coupled and they're not going to, you know, conduct the uh, transfer of electrons to power the body. Well, those are the why, but then we need to go, okay, well, what are they doing? So we can, we can take a look at each one of the little steps of that Krebs cycle, that TCA or citric acid cycle, and go, okay, well, if this marker is high and this one's low, that's one thing. If this one's another, it's another. So then like sometimes people might be deficient in CoQ10. Why? Well, medications, so forth and so on, environment, or, or they might not have enough magnesium. They're like, well, I'm taking magnesium. Well, what's the last name? Not every magnesium is the same. Right. Magnesium glycinate is not the same as magnesium malate, porate, or aspartate, or tetrahydrochloride, right? There's a whole bunch of different ones. And guess what? You take them at different times of the day, and you're going to get different results. Because the body has this circadian sleep-wake cycle, light-governed thing that is like the tide of the planet, Right. As the light cycle moves, the tide's coming and out. Your cells are in flux all the time. So certain nutrient molecules are not going to get in in the first half of the day like they would in the second half. So this is why you just can't have clinical data and not a direction to be able to tell you, OK, well, if you want to get the most out of your magnesium glycinate or your magnesium chloride spray, you got to know when to apply it. Wow. Make sense? Yes. So the NutriVal gives us clues to the what, the when, the why and the how. All filtered through the patient's unique story. But then everybody goes, well, what about the genetics, the MTHFR? Okay, great. Well, genes are just codes. They still are acted upon by their environment. I know people are trying to take supplements based upon their genes. It's 
completely erroneous because we have no test to determine if that MTHFR is in fact expressing itself. You don't know if it's on or off. You just know that the light switch is there. So when you look at functional labs like in a NutraVal and these organic acids and lipid profiles and plasma aminos and oxidative stress markers and metals in, in, in the uh, membranes, you can build a case, crime scene investigation, right? So that's what it allows you to do is dial that in and postulate, okay, what's the downstream effect of an upstream imbalance? Where is it coming from? One quick example, like B vitamins, right? If you're high stress, we know we burn out the Bs. Also, it burns out magnesium. Well, how are the bees made? Well, bodybuilders will tell you, my BCAAs, man, I got to get my branch chains, hmm. right? So, leucine, isoleucine, valine, we feed those in our diet to the good bugs, and the bugs turn them into the B vitamins. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. So, is it supply-side economics, or is it demand-side? Hey, I'm eating all the protein. Well, the bugs aren't there, so they can't manufacture it, so then the systems don't get that. Okay, supply's there, bugs are there, it's handed off to it. Gets into circulation, but maybe the demand is so high it can't keep up with supply. How are you going to know that? You got to quantify and differentiate based upon what your unique story and case. Yeah, that's how it works. So then, do we end up with, I guess, the old school full set of encyclopedia type information, or does this come <laughs> into a a manageable well, program to follow? Right. I mean, you know, you guys are scientists. I get that. And so then <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm See, following, I'm following. She, she, always bring it, she always bring it back to the sober thought. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I, I do want to know these things. Absolutely. So sure. here I've got it. And now am I then back in the dilemma of what I can, should, where do I go? How is it 9 a.m.? No, don't do that. Is it 10? I mean, that sounds like yeah. almost a full time job. Well, it is. Yeah, remember, well, I, remember I said you ask the two questions and you get a whole bunch of answers yeah. <laughs> and then you got to know what way to apply them. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the first thing you do is and this reminds me, I was I made some comment the other day. I think it was in uh, in the grocery store and something. And I, and I asked the, the, the young lady there, I was like, well, you know, it's you know, I, I did. Did you find everything you need? I said, yeah, well, thank goodness I have the Dewey Decimal System. She goes, what's that? Didn't mm -hmm. even know what the Dewey Decimal System is. <laughs> right? Today so they all, don't. Right. So in other words, <laughs> people are like, I'm like, do you know what a library is? <laughs> a <what>? catalog? So. <laughs> The information is in books. It's not on the first or second page of Google. So there's noise and confusion. So you can start by listening to the Model Health Show and, uh, and, and grabbing those topics and gleaning and taking a big breath of fresh air and realize that it's a journey. And you're not going to get it all at once. You don't have to. Take that yes. stress away. Start with the very basic empirical stuff of get out of nature's way. Okay? Get your clothes off. Get grounded. Get in the sunshine. Stay hydrated with healthful water. Don't eat things that have ingredient lists, right? <laughs> and then eat, eat those things and exposures varied and diverse. If you just dive into that, that bulk principle balance protocol, you'll get a lot out of it. it. Then seek knowledge and to know where you need help, where you need help, right? But make sure wherever that help comes from, it makes you at the center of it. And it makes you the narrative, your unique story, not just what the textbooks say, right? Because a lot of those came from dissection. Oh, here's a stomach. Let's see what it does. Yeah. Well, my stomach is not structurally the same as Sean's. So you're going to have these different confusions and stuff like that. But you can apply sound uh, empirical principles. But as you can, uh, when it comes to time affordance, financial affordance, and logistics affordance, seek assistance in that. But the real litmus test is, is it being filtered through your unique story and not being dogmatic? Yeah. And there, there, there's a lot, right? Yeah. So um, 
Yeah. When I work with patients, we do a, a workup that is much more global than much people. Because if you come to me with a GI complaint, I'm not just going to look at your GI. If you come to me with a neurological problem, I'm just not going to scan your, your, your cat. <laughs> That's funny. Right? I'm a, <laughs> make sure you're with me. So I'm there. remember, I'm going to look at the whole person. Right. Yeah. So you, you, you want to just not truncate things down to the diagnosis and arrive at that. You want to bridge the gap between what makes you uniquely you through your environment. And then we put a voice to what is the end result of these things that I'm doing correctly in the right order right. or much less the opposite of that. So it is a challenge. I, I wish I could just give a soundbite answer to that quest. It's just, yeah. it's just not possible. We're all too lovely and delicious for that. Yeah. Well, one of the best <laughs> things you said was that the stress of it is not that you have to have it all right now. And that goes back to what you oh, said about the body being uh, recoverable and resolvable in its design so that we can start to make those things happen. Abundancy mindset, no scarcity. No doom and gloom. Don't submit to the diagnosis, right? But don't get too comfortable either because oftentimes people don't have symptoms of like, say, stage three cancer. And it didn't just start a couple of weeks ago. You don't get a notice in the mail or an email that says, oh, hey, by the way, um, in 18 months, I'm gonna ha- you're going to have some colorectal cancer mm-hmm. or a lump on your breast, right? You have to be proactive and don't expect the medical community at large to educate you on it because their model is the name it, blame it, tame it game. It's the acute care model. When it breaks, then approach it. You have to take personal responsibility for yourself and fall in love with your own story. Thank you for bringing it back to center because there's a lot of opportunity today and it's a great time to be alive. Actually, you know, we have so much available to us to help us to figure out our, what ails us, but at the same time, you just said it's still paying attention to the basics, you know, making sure that we're getting adequate sunlight, eating real food. Those are those are the things that are obvious, should be Captain Obvious. But for so many people, hundreds of millions of people across the world, there still aren't, you know, but this what we're talking about here today are for people who are you're at that level. You're ready to figure out that thing you've been dealing with for a long time. Or you're ready to figure out how I can dial things in for myself personally just to be the superhuman version of myself, whatever the case might be. And there's room for all this stuff. You could take on pieces as you go along, you know, because it can be like drinking from a fire hose, you know, when you get around Dr. Beck, you know, because he is so, he's, he's going to look at how all of this stuff connects. Yeah. And it's absolutely fascinating. But here's the great thing about him is that he gives you a strategic plan. It's like, it, it's very simple, you know, just follow these things, you know, do this thing and then we'll, you know, go to the next level and the next level, you know, what I really love about it. So everybody has an entry point when working with him, which I definitely recommend at some point, guys, put it in your mental Rolodex, write it down, definitely do this self-quantification, you know, so you can find out this information doesn't have to be today, but for some people you need to do this today. You know, it's time. You've got to stop trying to figure this stuff out on your own and struggling. You know, it's time to dial this stuff in and figure out what's going on. But with that said, you've also got some things that I keep in my handy dandy little bag I carry around with me all the time. You know, people, what's in your bag? What do you got in the bag? So There's many maracas over there. <laughs> many times it's um, it's the Helion formulas from Helion Nutraceuticals that you know this is your company. So this is the probiotic that I use. So the Profloras, um, the cleansing duo I think is fantastic for people that need some. Just a little bit of assistance with that digestion, you know, I think right. it's really important, but it's non-habit forming. So let's talk a little bit about that. Your enzyme product. Uh, the, let's talk about the probiotic first. Okay. Well, and, and the one caveat I love is, is it, I'm an educator, right? 
and, uh, and, 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 and a lover. I love people and their stories, right? So I, I own a nutraceutical company. I've formulated it. I acquire the, the, the raw materials and oversee all that. It's, 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 it's an amazing thing. But they're supplements. That means it's supplemental to the things that we just talked about. Right. So there's no replacement for that. You can't pill potion and powder your, powder your way to health, okay? But sometimes we need a little bit of help. We need a little bit of little love. We got to put some some bugs back in. So in particularly, um, some people do need some digestive help while they're working on those environmental inputs of air, water, light, sound, non-EMF, and food, right? You got you got to work all that. But now you put it into the tube, over time, you've lost uh, the tolerance or the ability to break it down. So you've got uh, enzymes and microbes to be able to help you do that. So, But then at the same time, not all probiotics are created equal, right? right. There's products out there, and they have names, first and last names, genus species, like, say, Lactobacillus acidophilus, Bifidum longum, Brevet, and all these different ones. Okay, great. Great. Each one of them has a different job. And some um, probiotics out there are uh, like soil-based organisms. That's like all the things. They see all these microbes and think it's great, but it actually isn't because they don't implant. <laughs> there, there's no population of them. They do a job, but they don't hang out. So you've got to get the right um, strains, the right genus species. And then there's a strain right, of said one of those. Now, some of those strains are bovine strains. They're, they're cow lactobacillus acidophilus. Hmm. And then some are human strain. Some are goat strain, right? So you got to understand they're not all the same. Remember, Sean, you just, we just said how many variants there are? So there's a lot from the world supply in places that will put together microbes and put them into a probiotic. The question is, are they human strain or are they animal strain? So I only work with human strain, not just animal strain. Animal strain has a place. We can do that through dietary food items, right? Raw milk, cultured uh, and uh, um, um, probiotic dairies and stuff like that from sheep and goat and cow. But if we're going to populate, we want to put human strain in there. The other thing is in what they are uh, cultured on. You got to grow them. I got to grow these in little vats, right? Well, the vast majority, with few exceptions, are cultured on dairy, so that means they're bringing in remnants of that in their in their insides in the guts, right, into the human body. So sometimes you can immunologically become reactive to caseins or ways or different proteins that were fed to the bugs. Isn't that interesting? So you want to make sure that you always realize. It's, I mean, there's place for the um, the the other bacteria, and, and I'm I'm not saying that. Remember, we want to have varied and diverse, but. We really want to focus on the ones that are familiar to us and what they are cultured on. So what I use is, is a non-dairy cultured medium. So it's friendly for everybody. And then every bacteria has a, a different histamine response. Some bacteria are histamine producing. Some are histamine degrading. Some are histamine neutral. Overall, by the formula, you know, you don't want to be shifting histamine in two different, you know, different directions. That's a bigger topic. But so I selected a, a, a blend and formulation that is uh, histamine neutral. Then it's a matter of source, form, dose, frequency, and duration. So not only the source of it, the dose of it, okay, how frequently you take it and for how long always makes its therapeutic action. Just don't go, okay, well, I'm taking, um, you know, five uh, billion units, okay, but of four different bugs, okay, great. How many of those specific ones are you going to do? That's not a lot. That's like I said, well, Sean, I'm going to give you money every <laughs> month. Right. It's only five dollars. Well, I'm still giving you money. So you got to see there's quantification again. It's about dose. It's about spectrum. So I use about 12 different strains um, all the way from uh, upper GI bacteria to lower GI. There's different ones along the route. 
There's different uh, species. It's not cultured on dairy. It's histamine neutral. And you can feel free to put it into any orify of the body. This is so important here because (laughs) we think that, again, it's just from the top to bottom. But, you know, for, for many different, uh, for, for years and different texts that talking about, you know, and a lot of people do this stuff today, you know, the different enemas, coffee enemas, this kind of thing, implantation. I think Ben Greenfield, a mutual friend, if you had him on the show, uh, he's yep. doing, uh, I think he's, he, no, he said he's going to do a human fecal transplant, brother. Sure. You know, so there's this stuff. It's like you, you're thinking differently. You're thinking about how historically uh, things have been done as well. But, you know. The, pro, the, the probiotic supplement, I think it's a must. And also, guys, this enzyme product is, is super important for a lot of people. But there's so many amazing things that you've formulated, and I think they're appropriate for many people. But that's where, again, it comes into actually talking with you about the duration, how much to take. All those different things are going to matter. You know, So there might with the probiotic, for example, there might be an initial time where you need to take significantly more to kind of right. get that laying down the land, changing that, that landscape, and then it can be support for later. And that's kind of one of the things that we did. Um, yep. So the probiotic formula, the enzymes, I think are super important for a lot of people because digestion is just a huge issue here. The cleansing oh, sure. duo, your omega-3 product, fantastic. <laughs> Talk a yeah, little right. bit about that one real quick. Well, you know, the thing is there's all kinds of products out there, right? So again, at, at, at risk of sounding commercially, because I don't want to do that because number one, I'm a healer and it's food and environment. So I haven't said that, that disclosure, not, this has not been evaluated by the FDA. Well, the FDA can just, you know, but my, <laughs> that's my caveat, right? Is you can make a decision for you. So don't want to get you in legal trouble, Sean. That was all on <laughs> Dr. Anthony G. Beck. So here's the thing. I want you people to understand that there's a lot of different products out there, but again, it's all about source form, dose, frequency, and duration. So we can get omega fats, say omega threes from all kinds of different places, right? We can get it from salmon, sardines, anchovy, krill, and plants. Well, the molecules are different. And um, without getting that long dissertation, I also realize that there's a dose thing based upon the evidence of what we are finding in these kind of things. And I've come by my evidence, not from just randomized placebo controlled trials and proving my product works. I don't need to publish those studies and pay my colleagues tens of thousands of dollars to hear my paper. What I do is, is I quantify patients and I see how their, their, their values move. So that's where I get my conviction firsthand. So I formulated based upon what I was seeing with my patients and created that way. So, um, the, the official one that I wear is called FX Omega, right? And it's EPA and DHA oils together. But here's the thing. Most of the time people see a, a capsule and it says 1,000 milligrams. Okay, but then you got to look. How many capsules does it take to get that dose? And of that dose, how much are the actual active oils of EPA and DHA? Right. So you can take 1,000 milligrams, but you got to take two soft gels. But let's say it's in one and then go, okay, well, there's 1,000 milligrams in there, but only – 270 are those actual active oils. Mine, there's over 1,101 capsule of those two active oils. So you're getting a dose density in a, in, in, a, in, a, in a smaller amount of pill count. Because that's the other thing. My patients said, hey, listen, Beck, do we really got to swallow these pills? And I go, no, nope. we're going to take them at the right time for the right person, you know, for the right amount of time. And we're going to quantify how they're working. And you could do that with very simple testing of uh, your omega levels in uh, blood spot tests. Very effective. Right. Doesn't replace food because omegas from food in the SN2 position, oysters, salmon, you know, uh, uh, anchovies, all the lovely stuff from the lovely sea is the best way to go. Right. Yeah. However, 
supplementation does support. So FX Omega, very powerful product for all kinds of things, but contrary to popular belief, and this is why the NutriVal is really often, everybody goes, oh, we don't have enough threes and we have too much sixes. I see a lot of people who don't have enough sixes and people mm-hmm. who have overshot their threes and actually reduce the arachidonic acid that allows the body to make pro-inflammatory yep. eicosanoids to repair mean. inflammation. So you can overshoot it. Oh man, I'm gonna go crazy. You know the American thing, if a little's good, a whole lot's a lot better. So I'm gonna have two servings of salmon every day for the week and I'm gonna take some FX Omega and then and you overshoot it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So there is some guidelines based upon the unique individuality of the patient. I love it, so, man. So, but that's FX Omega, very cool. Anchovy and sardine is my, uh, is my selection of choice for those because they're lower on the food chain. Yes. I don't use cod liver especially coming out of Asia and irradiated, which is the same yeah. place where people get the vitamin D from. By the way, when you see most vitamin D products, they're not from sheep lanolin exposed to UV light. They get it from irradiated fish from over on that side of the, of the planet. So there's a difference in quality selection, not just the molecule. Yes, man. And there's so many things there, but one thing I just want to highlight is that you said still the food, his food first. And that's what I love about his practice. And he's done these things. And I really feel that over the years, you've created these things out of necessity, you know, because these, the way that things are done, you didn't really see in the market and him paying attention to detail and also just working with so many patients. And, you know, of Mm -hmm. course the basics, there's no weird additives here, no fillers, blah, blah, blah. You're getting what you're getting. So man, this has been phenomenal yeah. i could talk with you forever as you know we've whenever we <laughs> well, plan to talk for 10 minutes that. oh it's already done yeah. but whenever we plan to talk for 10 15 minutes it's an hour it's two hours you know we just I appreciate everybody hanging in there hey man no this has been phenomenal man and if you easy. could can you please let everybody know because i'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to be interested how can they get connected with you how can they get a consultation how can they get testing what what do they need to do to, to get connected with you well, you know, one of the things is, is, you know, you guys are, you know, our VIPs and, and I personally love you. I think um, and you're, you when I think I'm going to tell you, I, I was going to say, I think you might know, but you might not know. But there's there's very few sources of uh, information um, out there in what I call the noise and confusion of the info space that I'm actually referring patients to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're one of them. And I, and I have ever since I've known you because I love you guys style. I love your intent. I love your heart. I love how you receive things. You guys are a model health show. So I feel really confident in doing that. So I really want to send you know, my patients to people that will speak of the same mind and, 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 and heart math. Okay. So that really super important. So what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to put together something extra special for you guys so they can head over to dranthonygbeck.com forward slash model. So that's if I can put on my my Jaden Sean voice, that's <laughs> dranthonygbeck.com forward slash model. There it is. I grew up in a radio station. My stepdad was a radio personality down in North Carolina in Fayetteville. True story. So anyhow, you know this. I I have a love for it, right? Uh But so that's where you want to go. DrAnthonyGBeck.com forward slash model. And then, of course, I'm going to do some really special stuff uh, as far as the supplements are concerned, too, over at uh, uh, my, my company site, which is Helion, H-E-L-I-O-N. See, Helios, the sun. Helion Formulas, that's plural, dot com. Helionformulas.com forward slash model. And so we're going to have some really cool stuff just for the listeners of your show. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really going to. Give the love. All right. Fantastic, man. I know you will. So, guys, we'll put those in the show notes as well. If you want to head back to the modelhealthshow.com, those will be in the show notes. But it's dranthonygbeck.com forward slash model and helionformulas.com forward slash model. And so gracious and such a brilliant man. And I know that you've done, you've been through it, man, to, to really, to be able to impact 
lives like you're impacting. I know that you've been through a lot. Uh, you've had a lot of <laughs> hardships. You've had a lot of successes. But you've come out the, the other side as a really incredible human being who leads with his heart and, man, just uber intelligent. And I just love, I've got to say this one more time, I love the way that you can zoom out and look at the bigger picture and to detail and see how those things connect. I think it's a great great much-needed gift today so thank you so much for being who you are man i appreciate you and that you do it with so much love and joy i appreciate you Uh, well i appreciate you guys doing this and that i'm I'm blessed beyond measure i'm a humble man and um i always believe what my daddy told me that's it's what you learn after you know it all that counts (laughs) (laughs) that's great my man dr anthony g back everybody every thank you so much for tuning into the show today i think this is a really important episode because a lot of times over the years, people are asking me, you know, these questions, where should I go? What, what should I do about this and that? And always in the back of my mind, it's that, you know, you really need to do some self-quantification. You've got to find this stuff out because I, I, I know a whole utility Batman utility belt <laughs> full of answers and solutions and possible things. But the faster we can zoom in and pinpoint that, that, that issue and get the solution, the faster that you're going to see your result, you know, but the overarching thing I want everybody to take away again, this is another important and powerful reminder that this is still about the basics, you know, uh, taking good care of yourself, paying attention to the food that you're putting in your body, putting real food into your body, uh, getting adequate sunlight, getting grounded, having good relationships, laughing a little (laughs) bit, finding ways to modulate the stress that we're exposed to. These are all essentials for for today's life. We have to do this. We have to be the walking, talking representation of it. And then we can start to spread that into our families and the community at large. You know, so it's your duty to do so. And I appreciate you so much for tuning into the show. Much, much more great stuff to come. Have an amazing day. And I'll talk with you soon. And make sure for more after the show, you head over to theshawnstevensonmodel.com. That's where you can find the show notes. And if you got any questions or comments, make sure to let me know. And please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and let everybody know that our show is awesome and you're loving it. And I read all the comments, so please leave me a comment there. And take care, everybody. promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help transform your life. Take care. 